Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Life pod by Crossway Community Church, where our heart is to see the gospel impact our entire being in the way we speak, think, and live. Uh, my name is Paul Lee, and I'm one of the associate pastors here at Crossway, and I'm joined by our lead pastor and founder of Crossway Community Church in Orange County, Pastor Steve Choi. Hey, Paul, and hi, everyone. Thank you for taking a few moments to listen to our podcast. Yeah, so, I mean, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while now, and it's finally here. I'm so excited. Uh, Not sure what this will eventually turn into, uh, but, you know, we came together a few months ago thinking and dreaming of possibly doing a podcast to, you know, first serve our church, uh, but also to inspire, encourage, and challenge people to think and speak and live with a gospel-centered life, right? So, Pastor Steve, do you think you can elaborate on that a little bit? Exactly, as you said, um, and we wanted to just take advantage of technology. And as we are, as many of you are sitting through traffic or um, getting some work done or whatever it is, chores at home, chasing after the kids, maybe you could spend a few moments and kind of imagine joining us for a cup of coffee as we talk about these things. So it's a little different than a sermon, um, but uh, we want this to be something you could kind of just listen in as we talk about some practical aspects of life that we all go through um, and how the gospel impacts um, that particular uh, topic. And so, um, yeah, we want it to be something that uh, could benefit um, somebody as we talk about these important issues. Awesome. And, you know, this morning as we start our first episode, we want to get to an important topic, a practical topic, the topic of stress. And it's interesting because, you know, some of you guys who are driving, you might be fighting through traffic as you're listening to this podcast. And so maybe this is helpful for you. But yeah, Pastor Steve, uh, you want to just start us off, you know, what is stress? You know, what are some common forms of stress? Gosh, you know, um, just thinking about this, I thought about stress as something that is external, that push pressure, puts pressure on us. Like uh, we use the term like stress fracture or you know, um, uh, building and how much stress can it handle, um, and so on and so forth. And so this idea that there's something outside of our lives that puts pressure on us. And so, man, the forms of it, I think it comes in maybe two categories. I was thinking one is something that is regularly there. You're a new parent, right? And you have to, you know, get the shots and you got to pick up the diapers and you got to do all these things, right? Paul, as you're experiencing a little bit of that now. Um, or, you know, it's it's the regular things like going to work and that. But then there's these unexpected things that come into life, uh, unexpected pressures, you know, uh, uh, getting ill or the loss of a loved one or um, an accident on the five freeway and while you're running late, leaving your phone at home and you forgot to do that and it's going to just ruin things or a flight being delayed. So all these, whether it's small and somewhat trivial or very um, big, um, can be a stress. So regular things and then unexpected things. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I was thinking about this topic and, you know, in, in today's day, yeah, there are things that are stressful, but in the United States, you know, we haven't had a financial collapse, or it's it's not like we're in a war right now. I mean, you know, you know, we've gone to uh, Mississippi and Haiti for missions, and the things that they deal with, man, no running water in Haiti, uh, electricity, uh, the crime, uh, especially after the natural disaster. That that seems stressful to me, right? Uh, how can we say 
we're stressed in Orange County living in the OC bubble here today. Yeah, I mean, that sometimes you hear that. Someone will say, hey, suck it up, you know, and I look at these people in these parts of the world, like you have first world problems, and so just dismiss it. And we don't want to dismiss it. I think we all go through hardships. Um, and so uh, it's interesting, you know, there was a um, study done, and they, uh, Holmes and Ray, they did this stress scale. So they um, attributed a certain amount of um, points, um, and uh, each point, the higher the points, it, it represented uh, the higher the stress. And they said if you accumulate up to 300 points at a point in life, it, you're at high risk for some kind of physical ailment, you know, and they have these things. And so the highest um, stress, uh, stress event is the death of a spouse. They said it's 100 points. You know, second is divorce, is 73 points. And so when these things happen and sometimes they pile up, boy, it can affect us physically. And there's um, some smaller things we don't think about. Career changes, 36 points. A child leaving home is 29 points. So whether you're saying goodbye at the kindergarten, at the first day of kindergarten, or saying goodbye as they go to college, or goodbye as they... Uh, move out of state for a job, whatever it is, that's 29 points. Changing a church is 19 points. And so some of our new friends at church coming to a new church, we know is, is there's a little bit of tension there. And then Christmas, right? Um, holidays, they say causes 12 points of stress. So on this scale, if you add it up, man, it we could hit 150 or 200 points easily. And so whatever our life stage, we all go through some kind of stress. Um, and so it is very relevant for us here today as uh, people of faith to deal with it well. Yeah, it's funny, as I'm looking at this Holmes and Ray stress scale, what I'm learning is that we should not have more than five kids. Because when the five kids leave, that's 150 already, and you're already at the risk of illness. So uh, that's oh, yeah. a word of caution. Oh, yeah. I um, have uh, much respect for those at our church who have uh, uh, multiple kids. Man, I... Uh, salute them every Sunday when they come. And uh, personally for you, uh, were there some instances that you experienced stress? You know, I think that's what's wonderful about the podcast. We can share a little bit about our personal lives, but any stories for you? Man, there's so many. Um, but I, the, probably the one um, stage kind of a, uh, uh, that comes to mind is what, about 13 years ago, we were planning to plant Crossway. Didn't know the name, didn't know who was coming, didn't know when, where, how, anything. Um, and yet, as the leader, there was this pressure to know everything. And so people were coming up to me. Before, this is before we even started. You know, they're asking me who's going to be there. You know, we had older people asking, is it going to be a bunch of young people? We had young people asking, is it going to be a bunch of old people? You know, and, um, you know, um, who's going to show up? And all of these things. Um, and so uh, during that, probably for a full year, um, I remember not sleeping through the night almost every night, you know, getting up middle of the night, um, worried, stressed, and all of these things going on in my head. And uh, um, because it's it really one of the things about planting a church or starting a business for a lot of, uh, you know, those who are listening, you have no control or having a child, you have no control. And uh, the moment we lose control, we just put this pressure on ourselves sometimes. And uh, um, so made me run to God, um, not because I was so holy or pious, but because I was just desperate. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, a memory. And I look back now and I kind of am embarrassed and sheepish about it because, um, you know, God's word, you know, and I'm a pastor and God's word tells us not to worry about tomorrow and what you will eat and drink and all these things. And um, yet I was trying to have control. So that was a big uh, time in my life. And I look back and I know you probably, Paul, um, went through some stuff I know recently as well. And um, you're enjoying it now with uh, Lewis. But uh, yeah, maybe you could share your yeah, thoughts. Sure. I, think, I mean, I think for me, uh, when I was thinking about this, uh, stress and but also on top of that being anxious, uh, for sure. I, I know some of the people at our church, they know about uh, our situation with my wife and I, where we were trying to get pregnant, um, we were trying for about a good five years. And, uh, you know, I, as some of you know, we have a beautiful daughter, Lois, who is nine months now. But for those five years, uh, they were some trying times for us, uh, trying to get pregnant. And, you know, the church situation that you're sharing was a weekly cycle. For us, it was a monthly cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get pregnant, and then we're waiting, you know. Or is it going to be this month or, or not? And, and it's almost like this wave where we're going through emotions of hope and then discouragement and disappointment, and then the hope ramps up again, and then we're discouraged again. But it was like that for, you know, four or five years. And through all of that, there's people telling us, oh, you should try this Eastern medicine or try this different technique or timing or don't get stressed, which is a funny one because you're so stressed and people are saying, just don't be stressed and yeah. eat this, don't eat that. And, you know, people who would joke, ah, you don't want to have kids anyways. You know, you can go on vacation now. It's it's so tiring. Trust me, just hold off on it as long as you can. And those are all, you know, great things. But, you know, in the back of our minds, it was something that we really wanted. And so it was that was a really tough time for us, I think. And uh, it was one of those times where we were very vulnerable and sensitive and uh, yeah, so anything that would add on to that would just make it more and more stressful. So that was a really mm. difficult time yeah, yeah. That's, uh, uh, for us. Real life right there, you know. But I mean, in the midst of all that, you know, what we're learning is in stress. Everyone's going through it. Uh, it's it's an idea of not being able to have control over certain situations. Uh, so how do people usually deal with stress? Yeah, I thought about that question. Um, how does the people of the world, you know, our coworkers, our, our neighbors, how do people in general, even people in church, how do we sometimes deal with stress in the wrong way, right? Number one is we just bury it. Um, we uh, try to ignore it, right? Try not to look at it. Um, sometimes we bury it inside of us, so we internalize it, um, and uh, it's almost like a form of denial, right? And uh, and then sometimes we, some people would try to just forget it, right? And this happens with, uh, you know, obviously with drinking and drugs and self-medicating. Um, and then um, I see sometimes where people just uh, become reckless. You know, they say, well, hey, I'm going to be the God of my life and I will do whatever um, life brings at me. And they kind of value life a little bit less. So they become reckless in their decisions and, you know, who they you know, hook up with and what they do with their time and, you know, and all of these things. Um, And obviously those um, can only make it worse. Um, So we want to deal with it a little differently. Yeah. I mean, those are all, you know, destructive behaviors, right? Things that you would say, 
I can't control my life, so this is what I'm going to do in some way, shape, or form to try to have some form of control, whether it's addictions or internalizing or burying it, saying I'm going to just control it the way I know how. Um, but, you know, even today's day, even in uh, the worldly setting, uh, people have things like counseling or therapists, and uh, these are uh, ways that they would say these are productive ways, these are positive ways uh, to talk through it, and even with friends. Uh, what do you think about those types of constructive behaviors? Yeah, and I think it's uh, it's a good thing, um, but we want to uh, approach that in a wise way. You know, the Bible says, um, like Proverbs twelve twenty five, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. And I love how it's um, contrasted there about the anxiety that weighs us down, but a good word makes him glad. And so the the goal of some of these things, of going to other people, whether it's a skilled counselor or a friend, is to find a good word. And what's important is that we hear a good word, um, not just a word, but a good word. And so mm. um, all of us, we have, we might have friends who are just extra positive or even in a way flattering all the time and so they always tell us you're the man or it's okay yeah. and um but sometimes you, you want to hear the truth um, where someone knows our blind spots right and obviously um, if you're married your your spouses do that my wife does that for me well where it's no this is you're seeing it wrong you're perceiving it wrong and so that obviously helps um so this is a great time to have godly friends mentors, um, even yeah, pastors or elders in the church um, that we can go to that can give us a good word or guide us to find a good word. And so, yeah, it's overall very good. And sometimes in our um, Asian, um, Asian-American kind of uh, mindset, we have the shame culture and we think it's a sign of weakness or shame to seek counseling or help. But it isn't, and uh, we all can use um, a skilled person like that to help us um, regularly. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because when we think about certain reckless decisions or uh, you know addictions, such as drinking and gambling and all these things, uh, there is a sense of uh, a negative way of trying to control things. But with counseling and talking with friends, you're almost relinquishing that control and you're asking others and you're inviting them into your life and being vulnerable and saying, hey, is there something with my thought life or my, my life, my actions that uh, need adjusting or need correction? And we're asking them to speak into that and we're almost giving up that control. And so, uh, yeah, in that way, uh, there is, uh, it is a positive way to deal with things. Um, but even for us as Christians, you know, counseling and all those things are great. But when we turn to Scripture, uh, what are the main things that really will help us uh, deal with stress? Yeah, um, these things we can do regularly. Um, sometimes it's two things, really, is uh, prayer and it's... Um, hearing or reading God's Word, right? So it's this, being, this idea of being connected to God. And how do we get connected to God? It's communication, right? And so it's basic uh, relational things. But uh, Philippians 4, 6, that we know so well, tells us, do not be anxious about anything, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let your requests be made known to God, it tells us. So uh, what should we let um, uh, be known to God? What kind of requests, right? He tells us everything, right? And so in verse 6, it says, In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to know, known to God. And so you see this. Uh, we often do this. We see this with friends. We see this in the movies where people will finally come to God at the end when they are completely hopeless and helpless. Um, but God wants to hear everything. God wants to hear the trivial things or what we think are trivial. God wants to hear the, the big events. He wants to hear it all. Um, and as we go to God and we seek him in this way regularly, as he gets to know us, it tells us in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And this is um, the, the promise that's there. It's something that surpasses my understanding. It's the peace that's from God, and it will guard our hearts and our minds. Um, and so we want to do that, man, and we want to go and pray. And I mean, isn't it true, right? We often think of prayer as just a religious duty. How much can I pray? I should pray more. And people feel guilty about it. Um, but uh, no, he wants to hear from us. So I think that's the very important uh, part in communication and letting God know. Yeah, I mean, Philippians 4, 6, 7 is probably one of my you know, favorite verses, uh, something that I hold on to and have held on to for the rest, for, for my entire life. And, um, you know, verse 7, where it says, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This always fascinated me because he says the peace of God is going to come on you but it's going to surpass all, all understanding, meaning you're not going to understand why it's happening or how it's happening, but the peace of God is going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And, you know, for us, we, I personally experienced this firsthand, um, even with the story that I was sharing earlier with uh, my wife and I trying to get pregnant. Um, through that difficulty, through that, uh, those four or five years, we came to a point where we were thinking about, you know, alternative methods such as uh, IVF, in vitro, uh, fertilization, all those things. And we came to a point where we said, okay, whether this works or not, we want to trust in God that in the end, uh, we want to be used for his kingdom and his work, whether we have a child or not. And so we want to be open if God does not provide a child to do things that possibly were more... Uh, available as, as opportunities if you didn't have a child, such as, you know, going on missions or being flexible and meeting people at night or whatever it might be. Uh, we just felt like, you know, God has a different purpose for us. And so that really helped us to understand, okay, God is faithful and he'll work in our lives. And we really understood this uh, a lot more uh, with depth. Um, yeah, you experienced that firsthand, yeah. right? And uh um, just this truth, uh, we see the great, well, a great example in the Bible is Job, who suffered so much. And uh, when he finally approaches God at the end of the book, he comes with all these questions, and then God replies with questions back to him, right? Where were you when I created uh, Leviathan? Where were you? And, you know, so uh, he doesn't give clarity, but he gives himself. 
And I think that is so important for us to know because sometimes, a lot of times, with our limited perspective, we can't fully grasp what God is doing, but we can trust Him. Um, And so that's so important. Yeah, and I think it's the same way when you think about the Gospels and we think about the life of Jesus and how He responded to stress and times of anxiety. You know, when uh, He's healing and doing all these great miracles and teaching and the crowds are all coming upon Him, and there is a stress of like, man, i got to do so much ministry. What does he do? He goes out alone early in the morning and he goes to pray. Mm. Or in Gethsemane, the most stressful time that anyone could have ever experienced where he's about to go to the cross to die on behalf of humanity for their sins. And he comes before God. He's sweating uh, tears of blood. And what does it say? That he's coming before God and asking yet not my will, but your will. And he's going to God during the most stressful times. And what an awesome example of how we are to live our lives. Yeah. Um, If Christ does it, then we ought to. And so, you know, this uh, just bringing it back to our world. Man, take a moment and pause and pray. Pray about everything. Don't be anxious about anything. Uh, Come to God and seek him for what you think is trivial what you think is out of control. Ask him to guard your heart. I think it's so important. So we talk to him, but the second part also is so important. And just the last thought here is that we um, have to hear him. Um, so communication involves speaking and then listening, right? And so being connected to hear the words. You know, Psalm 119, 143, you know, says it so well. Trouble and anguish have found me out, but your commandments are my delight. And maybe that's, well, you're going through. Maybe trouble have found you out. Anguish is knocking at your door, but your commandments are my delight. And so um, we hear God's word and it gives us delight. Uh, it lifts our spirits. Um, and so uh, we go and we hear him and uh, um, we talk to him and he speaks to us via his word. And so we take in the word. And again, this is not just a religious duty, you know, of uh, reading the Bible, uh, memorizing the Bible, just out of, for the the sake of doing it, but really because the byproduct of it is we get delight, and uh, boy, I'm sure for all of us, trouble and anguish show up pretty regularly, and so we need to go back to the Word regularly, so I want to encourage you with that thought. Yeah, and I guess as we wrap up, uh, you know, we want this podcast to be about living a gospel-centered life. So maybe we can just sum up all the things that we've been talking about. And Pastor Steve, if you can just give us a few words on how we can live that gospel-centered life as we go into work and our relationships and all of these other things. Yeah, just uh, last quick thought. The gospel is this idea that Christ bought me right with his blood. So my past is redeemed, my future is set. So this idea that my life is set. And so what happens is when we fall to stress, it goes in direct opposition of the gospel. It's saying it's out of control. My life is out of control. It's my life. I want to control it. And so the gospel gives us peace because it's not our lives. It's our lives are found in Christ. And then he has full control. And so though we cannot control everything, there is one who can control. And so we find our peace there. We find that we have a living hope there, that at the end it's going to be okay. Um, and uh, 
So in the midst of all that you are doing, in the midst of all that you might be going through, um, man, remember the gospel. Remember Jesus Christ loves you. Um, and know that it's going to be okay. Uh, my troubles, he already knows. My life, it's in his hands. And so he's in control. And what a thought that is, that he's in full control. So I hope that you might be encouraged with that truth. Thank you for the good word. Uh, and thank you all for listening to our first episode of the Gospel-Centered Life podcast by Crossway Community Church. Uh, we hope to bring you guys uh, many more episodes in the near future. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care.